0: The night was young, as James, Freddy, and Alex set out on a highly anticipated night of trick or treating. James bore a katana short sword on his waist to complement his ninja outfit. Freddy had his hair slicked back and face painted pale, as a long, dark cape draped over his shoulders, fangs poked out from his upper lip revealing him to be an old-timey vampire. Alex wore a dark blue jumpsuit, accompanied by a Michael Myers Halloween mask. The trio embarked on the evening with a peculiar kind of energy. Approaching the end of their preteen years, the three could sense the end of an era. New themes were beginning to enter their lives, like girls, popularity, And appearance. Although unspoken, the three friends knew that this may very well be their last trick-or-treating adventure, a final hurrah from their fleeting childhood. The boys made it a point to collect as much candy as possible before the night's end. They started in their cul-de-sac and worked their way outward running and laughing as they scurried door to door. The cool autumn breeze rustled the leaves around them and happiness filled the air, giving temporary escape from the daunting realities that lay just over the horizon. An hour passed and already the pillowcases of the boys began to grow heavy. They had hit every door in their neighborhood and decided to move on to the next one in pursuit of more candy. There was no objection from any of the boys to move on and venture out further. In fact, the idea was eagerly invited, and the Halloween spirit carried them on to the next destination. More and more candy piled into the boys' pillowcases. Ear-to-ear smiles graced their innocent little faces, and they chatted cheerfully about the night's successful bounty. It was getting later now, and the decision was made to venture even further away from home and knock on doors belonging to houses the boys had never even seen before. Less enthusiastically than earlier, they decided to do it, still not ready to call it a night. The prospect of returning home and having to face life's crude complications was enough to keep the boys out for longer. James did not want to think about going to school on Monday, and getting made fun of for the birthmark on his right cheek. The older boys who constantly pointed it out didn't have a good sense of humor, and poo-poo face wasn't exactly a term of endearment. Freddie did not want to think about Rebecca, a pretty and well-adored girl in his homeroom class that he had been secretly admiring. These new feelings of love and longing tormented him, and for the first time since their conception, he was free from their grasp. Alex certainly did not want to go back to his drunk father in their depressing house. His attitude had become completely pathetic since the separation with Alex's mother, and Alex could not bear seeing the man he once looked up to wallowing in his sorrows not to mention the emptiness left by his mom's departure. The three friends continued their night of escape, knocking on doors and getting even more candy. It was nearing 10 o'clock, and James vaguely suggested heading back to their neighborhood to go home. Freddie and Alex were not interested, and only wanted to continue the night for as long as possible. With James's parents being the strictest, He knew he would have to head back before the others, but not before hitting a few more houses. The boys were really far away from home now, and James began feeling a lot more anxious about how long it would take to walk back to their neighborhood. He tried to seriously persuade Freddie and Alex to start heading home, but their boyish ambition was only beginning to ramp up. James had to make a judgment call, and decided to leave the group and head back alone. The others called him a flake, and a wiener, and although James didn't want to go home, he knew the wrath of his parents was not worth the extra time out with the boys. James turned around, and the other two continued on, knocking on doors, and indulging in their unsupervised freedom. Twelve years old proved to be a funny age for the boys. Not anything close to adults, but also not quite any more children. Although Freddy and Alex's home situations were quite different, both had to wrap their heads around concepts never encountered before. Rebecca, the universally admired girl in Freddy's homeroom, and everyday haunter of his thoughts, was more likely than not the object of affection for most of the boys in his class. Freddie knew this and accepted it. However, she clearly didn't feel the same way for all of the boys and was seemingly attracted to the loud, confident, obnoxious ones, as were the rest of the girls. Freddie could easily live without a girlfriend, but the ominous question remained floating calmly above his head Why them? and not me. Alex's situation was similar, but different. He wasn't afforded the luxury of being able to admire anyone at school, because his thoughts were consumed by what was happening at home. Alex's mother and father had been having a difficult time, a very difficult time. Alex was obviously too young to understand anything about marriage but old enough to sense when people were unhappy. His mother had been unhappy for quite a long time, long before any of the fighting and arguments. His father was oblivious to this, and lived life relatively carefree. When things came to a head, and his mother moved out, Alex was left alone with his dad. Mumblings of his mother's life away from the family entered Alex's ears names of other men she had been spending time with entered his thoughts, and words he had never heard before, like whore and slut, slipped quietly from his father's mouth. Alex, being the age he was, had the vaguest idea of what was going on, and although he could not completely understand, an inexclusive question loomed over him. Why them, and not us? But tonight, Freddy and Alex had each other, along with endless streets, lined with houses full of candy. As their pillowcases grew heavier than the boys ever thought they would by the night's end, the idea of getting more candy suddenly became uninteresting, and the two seeked a more thrilling activity. Alex looked down the long row of houses and said, Let's play Ding Dong Ditch. Yeah, replied Freddy. They approached the first house, rang the doorbell, and ran off. They hid in a bush across the street and watched an old lady confusedly answer the door. The boys giggled excitedly at the awkward expression on her face before she closed the door and went inside. Alex and Freddy moved on to the next house and did the same thing. This time, a younger woman dressed up as a witch answered the door to find no one on the other side. Barely able to contain themselves in the bush across the street, they heard the woman say, ha ha, very funny, into the darkness surrounding them. The next house the boys targeted was a large white one with a big red front door at the end of the street. They rung the bell and ran away to the safety of a parked car opposite the house. A middle-aged man stepped out, expecting to find someone on the porch. Hello, he said into the distance with no reply. He simply shrugged his shoulders and went back inside. Laughing hysterically from behind the car, Alex said, Let's do that one again. (laughs) Okay, obliged Freddy. The boys crept up to the massive front door. And both knocked on at this time, before darting off to the other side of the street. The man came out this time with more enthusiasm than before, and displayed frustration to find nobody waiting on the other side. Not one to be toyed with, he said angrily. You better quit messing around with me. I'll call the cops if you do it again. And then slammed the door in a fit of rage. Now in tears behind the parked car, the boys antics proved to be the thrill they were looking for and Alex wanted to push it even further. Let's do it again, he said to Freddy. (laughs) Really? Freddy replied cautiously. Yeah, just one more, and then let's get out of here. Okay, said Freddy. The two hilarity-ridden young boys approached the house one last time. They tiptoed slowly up to the elegant red door, as not to make any noise, both with their curled little fists above their heads, and about to pound on the door. It swung open violently to reveal the angry man on the other side. Get over here! He snapped, and reached through the doorway to grab them. The boys were flung back in shock, and spilled out into the road. They jetted down the street as fast as they could, but the man followed closely behind. Get back here, he shouted, running at full speed and getting dangerously near the boys. He was remarkably fast for a man of his age, and the boys started to panic hearing him breathe down their necks. Weighed down by their bags of candy, the man was now within arm's reach. He stretched out his right arm to grab Freddy and Freddy could feel the man's fingertips twiddling on his cape collar. With one final push, the man thrusted forward and attained a tight grasp on Freddy's cape. He yelped as he was yanked backward by the neck. Get over here, kid, groaned the man. What the hell's wrong with you? Alex heard him say in the distance as he sped off down the street before taking a sharp left turn into someone's front yard. He kept running without looking back, jumped the fence into the neighbor's backyard and ran through to the other side of the block. He came out on the other side exhausted and out of breath. The adrenaline that was coursing through his body a moment ago was slowly starting to subside. He sat down on the curb to gather himself and think of what to do next. Alex was all alone now, no one to talk to. No one to make decisions with, it had to have been at least 11 o'clock, and Alex thought he should go home. But with this lonely feeling following him everywhere, what was the point? Alex chose to venture on alone. Why and for what, he didn't know. Going home would just make him think about his mother. Suddenly, he was reminded of the last time he saw her in person. She was hugging him tightly, in the front hallway, with her bags at the door. She said, I love you Alex, I'm not going to see you for a little while, but I promise in a couple months we can be together all the time again, okay? That was six weeks ago, but it felt like an eternity. The void left by her absence shrouded their home in gloom and despair. Alex's father was mentally unavailable and life came to a standstill in the house. Alex wondered constantly why his mother had to leave, why her departure was so sudden, and if happiness would return when she came back from wherever she was. With no particular destination in mind, Alex saw a house with the light on and wondered if he could get some candy by knocking. He walked up the front steps and knocked on the door. It opened up gently. And a very old lady stepped out, as Alex said. Trick or treat. Oh, the old lady exclaimed. It's quite late for trick or treating. Maybe I have something left for you, though. She stepped out of view for a moment and returned with a crinkled little Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Here you are, young man. You get home safely now. Thank you, Alex replied. He stepped off the porch and onto the sidewalk. Without having eaten any candy the whole night, he decided to eat the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup the old lady had just given him. Alex opened the wrapper and popped the cup out into his hand. It looked and even felt strange in his palm but with the night being too dark to see, Alex just threw it in his mouth and bit down. Immediately, it tasted off, and the texture was all wrong. It was old, dry and chalky, but somehow lumpy and crunchy at the same time. He ran under the nearest streetlight and spat it out onto the road. The light from above revealed the peanut butter cup to be moldy, stale, and covered in little black ants. Disgusted by his findings, Alex tried to spit everything out, but was left with an unpleasant taste in his mouth, and tiny dry crumbs that refused to leave. Taking this as a bad omen and a sign to leave, he looked up at the road ahead of him and saw all the houses with their lights off. Alex decided it was about time to call it a night. But just before turning around to start the journey back home, he noticed a big fancy-looking house just ahead, with dim lights fluttering in all the windows. Instantly intrigued, he was drawn to it and started absent-mindedly walking toward it. Everything about the house should have seemed spooky and intimidating, but Alex was not scared at all. He could not get his mind off of what could be inside. The lights indicated that someone was home, but the eerie silence contradicted that notion. Either way, Alex had to know, so he knocked on the door and waited. Moments passed, and nothing. He knocked again. This time, he heard movement on the other side, and footsteps nearing the door. The door was opened by a tall, voluptuous woman in lingerie. She wore a lacy masquerade mask over her eyes, and stood in the doorway as if she had been expecting Alex to arrive the whole night. Trick or treat, Alex said timidly. (laughs) She bursted out unexpectedly. Oh my god, I didn't think kids stayed out this late. I'm sorry little boy, there's no candy in here. But I won't let you leave empty handed. She was obviously drunk. And even though Alex didn't know much about things of the sort, he could easily tell when someone was intoxicated. The woman left the doorway to return swiftly with something in her hand. ''Open your goodie bag,'' she said, and proceeded to bend down and drop a tiny nip of whiskey into it. ''Don't tell anyone where you got it from, okay?'' she said, as she winked and smiled at Alex, just inches from his face. Thank you, Alex replied. Um, may I please use your bathroom? I really have to go. Yeah, sure, come on in. The woman led Alex into the house and through the foyer. Quiet murmurings could be heard, coming from every direction. And it became clear that there were many more people inside the house... The voices were delicate and sensual. It was impossible to tell what anyone was talking about, or doing. But, they were everywhere. The whole house was lit by candle, and playful shadows danced along each angle and opening. The bathroom's right over there, the woman said, as she pointed toward an open door and disappeared into the room across from it. Alex wasn't lying about wanting to use the bathroom, but was much too fascinated by whatever was going on to use it right now. He walked past the bathroom and carried on into the dining room. There were empty glasses and bottles of liquor, illuminated by candlelight on the long dining room table. Across the room, Alex could see the silhouette of a person against the dim hallway wall. He followed it and found it to be coming from inside the living room. The shadow belonged to a woman, also dressed in seductive lingerie and wearing a masquerade mask. She was much skinnier than the first woman, but also much older. She slowly walked toward the sofa where a gray-haired man sat, wearing a mask that seemed to resemble the face of a lion. He too wore nothing but underwear as the woman sat down next to him and began kissing him sensually on the lips. Just then, another man appeared from out of sight and sat gently on the other side of the woman. This man was much younger than the other two, And had a mask on that looked like the face of a bear. He put his hands on the woman's waist and started kissing the side of her neck. Shocked, Alex stepped back and out of view from the three strangers. Right at that moment, he heard a soft voice coming from the second floor. It drew him to the stairs and although Alex knew that this was a place he certainly did not belong, he simply could not resist. Walking cautiously up the stairs, the voice grew louder and appeared to be coming from one of the bedrooms. Candlelight led the way as Alex peered through the slightly open door into the room housing this uncanny voice. In the room, was a naked woman sitting on the edge of the bed. She wore a leather mask covering the top half of her face. The mask was that of a hare, with long pointy ears and thin whiskers protruding from the nose. Alex had never seen a naked woman in person before and could not look away in utter bewilderment at what he had stumbled upon there was an unsettling familiarity with this woman's body, one that Alex couldn't deny or ignore. She looked up in awe at something Alex could not see. She then stood up and approached it. Alex adjusted his view to see deeper into the room. What the woman approached was a man, a tall, thin, naked man. On his face was a raven's mask, with a long, crooked leather beak, and dark feathers pointing outward from around his eyes. The woman stepped close to him, tilted her head, and put her mouth on his. The kiss they shared was not like the one Alex witnessed downstairs. This kiss was much more perverse and sexual in nature. Their open mouths engulfed each other, and their wet tongues slithered grotesquely like curious snakes. Alex, disgusted by what he was looking at, began feeling a sense of rage building up inside him. All the loneliness and confusion he had been feeling finally had a source, a target to pin their origin. The man slid his hands down the small of the woman's back and onto her behind, where he groped lustfully. The gesture was more than welcomed by the woman, and Alex's rage turned into panic, which he could not contain. He bursted through the door and ran at full speed toward the man. The two lovers flinched at the masked boy intruding on their situation and rushing in their direction. The man put his hands up to cushion the impact from the hurtling boy, but it was too late. The boy's force overpowered the tall, thin man, and he was flung backwards. Off balance, he stumbled and clumsily tripped over his own foot. The man fell ungraciously onto the floor and in the process, banged his head violently against the hardwood. He lay still for a moment, and then began convulsing uncontrollably as bubbly foam started to come out of the raven's mouth. The woman grabbed a blanket to cover herself up. In a frantic state, she looked at the man, then at the boy, then back at the man. She ran to the boy and gripped the rubbery Halloween mask tightly in her fist. She ripped it off forcefully and was petrified by what she saw under it. She took one deep breath and said, Oh my God! Alex!